0: The Lord is good. I said the Lord is good. If you believe it, give me an amen. amen. Ah. <laughs> if you really believe it, give me an amen. amen. All right, the Lord is good. All, All right, let's open our Bibles quickly before we take our seats. I want us to take the declaration of the Lordship of Jesus into the air. I think I will. let's take today's one from the book of uh, Psalm 24. Psalms number 24. Remember, what are we doing? We are filling the air with the knowledge of God, with the knowledge of the glory of God. All right. Psalm number twenty four. Everybody, um, if you have uh, which version are we using? Let's come to an agreement. I mean we we'll have New King James. I mean we we'll have New American Standard. Uh, do New American standards have it. <laughs> That's what they see in House of Assembly now. All right, please, let's just see the New American Standard so we can read. Here. And, uh, please, another thing, if you don't have, just look for somebody beside you, all right? I want us to read together and read them um, loudly, all right? Now, we're going to read the whole of Psalm 24. There are 10 verses in there, and what we are doing is declaring these things into the air, all right? One, to let let's go. The, the earth is the Lord's, and all it contains, the world and those who dwell in it. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the rivers. Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord and who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to falsehood and has not sworn deceitfully, he shall receive a blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of those who seek him. Who seek your face, even Jacob? Verse 7. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O gates, and lift them up, O ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of Glory. Amen. Amen. I say Jesus is the King of Glory. We speak to all gates, all ancient doors, be lifted up in the name of Jesus. Because the King of Glory is coming in. We speak to the gates of our hearts, be lifted up. That the King of Glory, Jesus Christ, may come in. We speak to the gates, the spiritual gates of this nation, be lifted up. So that Jesus may come in and ride and sit upon his throne. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. We declare again, the earth is the Lord's. Say amen to that. And every nation inside it. Nigeria, therefore, is the Lord's. Every state in Nigeria belongs to the Lord. And we claim it for him in the name of Jesus. We will establish him as king over this nation. He is king already over his church. He is king over his people. And he is king over this land. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, the Lord is good. Before we take our seats, let's quickly take our Declaration of Understanding. Are we ready for that? If you are ready, say amen. amen. All right, let's take our Declaration 1 to let's go. Now I, declare. now I declare. That the Lord has given me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, and I'm being filled with the knowledge of His will, in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. As a result of this, I'm walking in a manner worthy of the Lord. I'm pleasing Him in all respects. I'm bearing fruit in every good work, and I'm increasing in the knowledge of God. Now again, I incline my ears to His Word. The Word is entering my heart. It is giving me light and direction. It is healing me in every area, and it's making me more and more like the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. 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 I said amen. Amen. And the Spirit is set to do that again for us this evening. In the name of Jesus Christ. Every ungodliness in our hearts will be removed. Every distraction from destiny will be removed. Every fear will be banished. In the name of Jesus Christ. Every secret fault will be removed. Yes, the Spirit of God is riding and entering into, you know, separating, joint and marrow, soul and spirit. Everything that's in our hearts that's not pleasing to God will be removed today. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know, those hidden fears that make people make wrong decisions. Yes, yeah, important. So David said, Test me, O Lord, and know my heart. That's what they call anxious thoughts. Those anxious thoughts, they make people do what is wrong. You see, an adult telling two plus two, it will tell you it's five. He said, bring the crown of, you know, the way you should to do bottle crown. Count it two, two, mix it together. One, two, his own will be five still. It's fear. What did I say? Fear. Fear. You see a man doing very well in business or career, whatever it is, living very comfortably. When want to just pack his wife and family, say he's traveling somewhere. Where is going? What are you planning to do there? Say I don't know. Let me reach there first. I used to wonder, are these people all right? But now I understand it's fear. The hearts of men fail when they behold the things that are coming upon the world. Sometimes they've been lied to. They've been lied to. They believe a lie. They believe a lie. And because of the lie that they believed, you know, what you hear is important, though. Yes, It's so crucial. That's why Jesus asked, of course, it was the Lord Jesus himself. He asked Adam, who told you you were naked? Because nothing had changed in their lives. It's the information that changed. Mm-hmm. Yes. I hope you are getting my point. Yes, nothing had changed, really. The same clothes we were wearing before, they were still wearing those clothes. Some of us said the glory left them. Nothing left anything. It was all their eyes were now seeing what their ears were now hearing. That's why the Lord had to ask them, who told you you were naked? When you start hearing nonsense, you start doing nonsense. When you hear the right things, you start doing the right things. Today you will hear the right things. That woman with the issue of blood heard of Jesus. What she heard provoked faith in her heart. And the things that doctors could not do, that she has suffered for many years, that thing was healed in an instant. Now I have news for you. You will hear a word that will bring instant healing to you today in Jesus' name. It will provoke faith and you will be healed. In the name of Jesus Christ. All right, the Lord is good. Let's take our seats. It's our school of prayer. We are learning how to pray. And it's so important, the thing that we are discussing in this season. And that is the fact that intercessors must be people of faith. We are talking about intercession by faith. There is no intercession if it is not by faith. We cannot just intercede as a habit. A lot of people who are praying have no faith. Something make, made me remember something that happened in Enugu some time ago. A man, his wife died. Now, listen to what I want to say. So that you will know that the Lord really has a problem. When I say has a problem, I don't mean that he has a problem. I mean, he has so much problems to solve, and it's us. The problem is in us. You know, As he thought about it yesterday, was it this morning or yesterday night? And I felt sorry. I felt like feeling sorry for the Lord. If it was possible, you said the Lord, please don't cry again. He said, it does the Lord cry? Go and listen to that prophet. He said Jesus was in his car, sobbing, and the Lord had been crying for 6, 23 years. Yes. Why? Because of how we break his heart. I felt like that again. Something led to it. I will tell you what led to it. When I see the number of people who were seeing a great prophet died, I knew Nigeria had a problem. <laughs> uh, are you getting my point? When I saw the caliber of men, who were mourning an imposter. Ha! I said, Jesus, we have problems. When I saw the caliber of people, were they playing to the gallery or what? I couldn't believe it. Somebody now said, the bishop, the pastor, yeah, the boy, they are silent. I said, why won't they be silent? Because they are men of God. You can't deceive them. When I saw the caliber of people who were making statements, (laughs) <laughs> one, one man of God said "You know, bro? he said the wizard of Endor he didn't mention names or didn't mention anybody's name if you are the wizard of Endor you are the wizard of Endor but when I saw it I knew the caliber of problems that God is having to deal with Christians have lost discernment Simon the sorcerer will buy a suit and deceive them and they say Simon is giving food to the poor This ikabod is bad. Though. We have to pray the glory to come back. When I look at you, know, I just shake my head. Say, Father in heaven, you know what I've been doing? I've been marking all those who are talking. <laughs> I, I've been counting them. Two of them now have counted. I've been counting them one by one. I brought South Africa. say, great prophet has died. I say, you are in the same club. Why won't you talk? Anointed by the same spirit. I love my guy in Dabuski. He doesn't say, look, I have powers I have not yet used. I have Kedus Kabash. I have Kanduzi Kanduza. He never says Holy Spirit. So we know he's his, his lying. Honestly, you know, you see things saying, eh? you are just heartbroken. You are heartbroken. You are heartbroken. You are heartbroken. He just, honestly, I looked and I shook my head. That this is what the Lord has to deal with. This is the real problem in Nigeria. The church has become blind. They are fooled by every impostor that buys a suit. People carry familiar spirits up and down. And it impresses children, babies. And these are supposed to be... Pa- ah! We have blind people leading blind people now. And it's a prayer point. Let me say it again. No, we said it before. If you are lying in the name of the Lord, put your house in order too. There is nothing wrong with organizing your congregation. Like when we in Lagos do this, Shamsuddin Shaka was there. He said he was doing Chrislam hub. They prayed. They prophesied. He says it's a combination of Christianity, Islam, and traditional worship. He used to have this five, seven level deliverance. He call it to the seven. He had two, the three, and he was doing his thing, and nobody bothered him. And I'm serving notice to all those people again: go that way, Jesus will leave you alone. But if you mount the pulpit, you call his name in falsehood, he has drawn his sword against you, and it shall continue to fall one by one. You know, I've been saying it. The Lord has been indicating this thing for for months. Is a God thy sought upon thy thigh, O mighty one. And ride down prosperously and in majesty because of truth. And let your right hand do awesome things. The sword of the Lord is in the heart of his enemies. There's room for repentance. There's room for repentance. If you can swallow your pride. For many, you don't even need to see anything. Just close shop and go home. And the Lord will leave you alone. I looked, I said, my father, my father. I shook my head. And we'll say we are praying together. Let me tell you what I was going to say to you that I remember yesterday talking about intercessors by, intercessors by faith. Something made me remember, I won't tell you what. But a man, I was saying to you, his wife died. Listen to me, he was, an in, he was a, a member of the intercessory team of his church. You know what they call Intercessors. If you have problems, you go to them, they will pray. Hey, Kala Baya Baya. Father, Father, Father. Father, 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 Father. You know those kind of prayer? Those kind of prayer people. Always looking holy and straight and righteous. So when his wife passed on, they all rallied around him and they helped him a lot because this man was their member. And at the end of the day, he felt so grateful. He invited them to his house for a reception. Say, please come. Let's just have an evening together. The intercessors gathered and said they are not going. One of them was the person that came and told me. He said, Pastor, come and see what I saw. You know why they didn't go? He said, Ha, the witch that killed his wife is still there. (laughs) That they are afraid. And these are the people you go and give your problems to pray over. Stay in your house and pray. I'm telling you. Intercessors. I mean, I don't mean, I don't mean choir because we always know that choir. Maybe they are not serious, are you? <laughs> I don't mean drama because all the people that want to play that's where they are. I don't mean ushers. I don't mean security. People we don't think those people are spiritual. The people we call spiritual in church they are just two groups: the pastors and the intercessors. And they really look the part when they are going on the road. Oh, your, your love, oh, 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 oh. Yet they were afraid of a witch. When that man said Jesus was crying in his car, I'm not—I wasn't surprised. Because sometimes I—for—I mean—you've heard me preach for long enough. You hear me say there are times I want to tell the Lord, "Sorry, do, don't cry again." Because what we do to Him is enough to make Him cry. But let me tell you something: He doesn't cry for long. Go, that His cry quickly turns to anger. And when he's angry, they will tell God does not kill. Yeah, it's okay. Share your doctrine that I don't kill. I will pull back and allow the devil to kill you. Say you are still dead. You can be arguing whether he kills or he doesn't kill. Don't think he will put these tears on his eyes forever and he will be watching. The time comes he will shake himself and arise like a warrior that he is. And he will begin to avenge himself, himself, on his adversaries. That's why we are talking about intercessors, intercession by faith. There is a serious problem. Many who that I pray don't believe anything. Prayer for them is nothing but a habit. And Jesus had many of them in Israel those days. They were called Pharisees. They prayed loud in marketplaces. They prayed for the fun of it, for the show of it, more like. So that men will say, Man, that pastor can pray. But when they are inside, say, This country is finished. Islam is coming to take us over. I've heard pastors say it before. Your children will go to Muslim schools. And I feel like telling them, What are you doing in ministry? You want to scare me? Everything that's not of Christ has a date already. Yes, the day of the vengeance of the Lord is coming against everything. The day of the Lord's vengeance has been ordained for everything that is not of Christ. Every single thing. Every religion. Every human system. Even though this LGBT noise they are making, God is just allowing it, watching it, and then one day, he will arise he will arise. You know, the Lord is interesting. He will arise. When he arises, he's a man of war. When, when he arises. <laughs> I keep on telling people, it was not the devil. The devil did not know how to do what the Lord did in Bandage. When he wiped out two hundred, a quarter of a million people there about in 24 hours. It wasn't the devil. The Lord Jesus said, I've done it before. He said, I don't do such things. He said, whoever are they?" when I took out the whole earth, all the inhabitants thereof, and I spent only Noah and his household. I've been not read. I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hmm. Listen, don't provoke him to anger. Let me say another thing, those who are listening to me. God will come against you. This is what I'm about to say. If you oppose this word that I have given, That he doesn't get angry. Yeah, no, yeah, you know why? Because when God is angry, listen to to me. When he wanted to punish Jeroboam, you know what he did? He punished Jeroboam for the sin that he sinned and the one that he made Israel sin. Everyone who takes the fear of God away from the people of God, he will judge. If you don't, listen, if you will not teach the people of God to fear him, step down from this job. You can't go just be going ahead, preaching, feel good doctrine all the time and think nothing will happen. Something will happen. If you are an expert in deliberately, because you know what happens? God this is the way he is. What annoys him most is when people suppress the truth in unrighteousness. They know the truth. But the truth does not grow in church. They know the truth. But any day you preach the truth, the offering is not good. Because sober men don't give. Not that like they are being stingy. They just can't move. I hope you're getting my point. If I come to church and maybe there are a number of adulterers who are there and I give them the word of the Lord about adultery. You think they'll be the first to dance forward and be cheerful givers? They are cheerful runners. They are going home. No, I've seen pastors. Look, listen. I've seen pastors do it before. Say, so preach a good offering, a good message so that the offering can be plenty. You know, when you hear those things, you think it's a joke. But you know, not get some kind of joke where you go crack. After a while, you say, what? Well, this joke is getting too much. You preach a message, the apostles look and say, ah, how much is the offering? I say, ah, what, did I, what did I say that they did not like? Listen, those are the people God is coming after. Once you know the truth and you deliberately suppress it, it's called quench not the spirit. You must understand. Every disobedience has a just recompense of reward. So when he says quench not the spirit, if you quench the spirit, there's a just recompense of reward. I told you, one of my, my own great, one of my greatest temptations in ministry is to suppress. Now, not as if I'm trying not to preach the truth, but let's assume that I want to say something and I know, ha, huh? okay, Mute, you just told me last week, oh he would think I'm preaching about him. You know, I've, you know what I now do these days, Apostle? If I want to preach about you, when I know it's not about you, I will carry my eye to this side. So I can't see your reaction. Because why should I be afraid of you and not be afraid of God? Yeah. Yes. Have you, you know sometimes we want to offend the Lord, believing that we'll say sorry. Yes. Please don't try it. What did I say? Don't try, it. don't try it. Because if you do that, he will make that sorry hard to say. And as you are saying the story, you will say, I heard you, and it will be flogging you. It's called tempting the Lord thy God. Let me say it again. The Lord is against those who suppress the truth when they know it. Especially because of personal gain. Whatever you suppress the truth to gain, the Lord will make sure you lose it. Listen to me. Anything you suppress the truth to gain, the Lord will still take it away from you, so just lose it and please the Lord. Let your loss of it be a personal offering. I hope you get my point, because you will still lose it anyway. The Lord is against those that bear false witness. Have you ever seen it before? They say because it's my friend, I won't tell the truth. I won't testify against him. So you you make you you make maybe it's business as an example. Me and this guy had this agreement. You see that. What I'm telling you, even though it's the truth, is against your friend. You now refuse to acknowledge it just because it's against your friend. The Lord is against you. You are bearing false witness. The Lord is against those who bear false witness. You know, those ironic people that change figures and put a wrong person in office, every single one of them, God will call to account. Every single one. Every single one. And I'm not preaching politics. So. I'm just telling you the way it works. Every single one, eh? The law will call to account. Eh, that is, let me tell you something about the Lord. He has a day. Until that day, everybody gets away. You see what I said? Yeah, there is a day. It's called the day of the vengeance of the Lord. Until that day, everybody gets away. And that's the problem with Christians. They're not, say, ah, after all, those who, 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 I, I was thinking, they, how do they say Malachi? Those who do something, they prosper. So, what is used? Is it that we uh, okay? Uh, yeah, what, is it those who, there's a word they say, use, Malachi like used there. Quickly, let's, let me just, I want to just check that word out. Uh, those who tempt the Lord, yes. That's what I was looking for. In verse 13 of Malachi chapter 3, it says, Your words have been arrogant against me, says the Lord. Yet you say, what have we spoken against you? You have said it is vain to serve God. And what profit is it that we have kept his charge and that we have walked mournfully before the Lord of hosts? He says, so now we call the arrogant blessed. Not only are the doers of wickedness built up, but they also test God and they escape." That's what happens. Everybody just assumes that that's how it will be. Let's just read that one so we can get to where the law was saying. Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another. And it's important you go for fellowship, please. If you fear God, that is where you'll be encouraged to continue to do what is right. Doing what is right will eventually discourage you. Because sometimes it appears like the judgment against unrighteousness is delayed. Therefore, the Bible says, men persist in doing wickedness. And righteous people, they start getting tired of doing right. That's why you must have good friends. You must have believers as friends. You must go to church where they tell the truth. You must have a company of believers that you interact with, that encourage you in doing what is right. We are human beings. That's how God made us. We are affected by things around. So that's why you need to interact with believers. So they will continually help you to remain on the path of righteousness. Otherwise, you get discouraged. It's important. You get discouraged. He said, those that feared the Lord did what? Spoke to one another. And the Lord gave attention and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for those who feared the Lord and who esteemed his name. Now listen to this. They will be mine Says a lot of hosts, on the day, somebody say the day. The day. I told you there is a day. Until that day, people get confused. Until that day, and this is how it works. Let me say something to you. God deliberately lives that day because everybody who sees judgment will be afraid. Are you getting my point? So he wants to know who, who they are, who truly love righteousness. That's why he delays that day. Like I was talking to somebody once, a business person. He said, hey, these people are doing this like this. I said, but it's not right. He said, I know now, but look at it. They are building houses. I said, you know it's not right. I said, ah, but what is it? Eh, they are doing it, but look at it now. They are prospering. I remember a brother, I came here one day, that the Lord put a word for him on my mouth, on my lips. And I thought, I did not know. You know the way I just talked, I just spoke. I didn't know it was a prophetic word. And I did not even know anything about him what he was going through. I just said, those who are stealing federal government subsidy money, that all of them are going to prison. I did not know that he was planning to join them on Monday. And I said this on Saturday. I didn't know. So it's not as if, uh, oh, I perceive there's somebody here, you're about to start stealing. No, not the way I just talk. I just uttered that word. And he heard it. He said he was very angry that what kind of preaching is this one? It was about to start on Monday. I said this on Saturday. I did not know. I just finished preaching my preaching. It was the one that told me with his own mouth. I couldn't even remember saying it. He said, because of that, he was so angry with me. Not really me. He's angry with the Lord. <laughs> Who am I? He was so angry, he didn't come here again for the next one month. You know why he was telling me? Because his friends were now in prison. oh, he couldn't. No, that's one good thing about believers. Even though he was not happy with that word, he could not progress. So he said, okay, guys, leave me. You guys go ahead. But this man that denied me my breakthrough, I won't listen to him (laughs) again. He said for a month, he didn't come. He didn't come again. He was just unhappy with me. Then he was in his house. No, I said something there. I said, all oh, those houses they are building, they will sell all of them to get out of trouble. And at the time he came to see me, he said the boys were going around selling houses one by one. The government caught them, yes, they caught everybody. and said, this is the amount of money you stole. We'll cook you in prison if you don't bring the money back. So he came and told me, that's when I need the story. So don't, I, it was by himself that he came and said, Pastor, see what happened though. Of course, I laughed. God is good, though. There is a day. That's the point I'm making. He said, behold, the day is coming. Burning like a furnace. Oh no, let me just back up a bit. I jumped a few verses. Back in chapter 3. He said, those who fear the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord gave attention and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him, For those who fear the Lord and who esteem his name, they will be mine, says the Lord of hosts, on the day that I prepare my own possession, and I will spare them as as a man spares his own son who serves him. What does that sparing tell you? There's general judgment. There's overwhelming judgment. The land will be full of the indignation of the Lord. Then he begins to mark people and say, spare this one, spare this, spare that one. Say, I will spare them as a man spares his son. Who serves him? So you will again, because you have forgotten, you will again distinguish between the righteous and the wicked. Between one who serves God and one who does not serve him. Let me give you the word of God again. There are big churches in Nigeria. A lot. There are all kinds of congregations in Nigeria. The Lord will close all the fake ones down. And He will not close them down peacefully. Mark those words. So, when you see calamity arise in what looks like the church, don't be alarmed. Don't be alarmed. I was hearing all kinds of nonsense this week. Christianity has lost lost a great general. Satan lost a great general. That's his problem. Don't insult my Christ. You don't blame the big, ignorant people who are talking. As far as they are concerned, once you go to church on Sunday, you're a Christian. I mean, very soon that Bolsky's place will be called the cathedral. That's the way it works. Even though he's not claiming it is. You know, I sat down looking at the pages of the newspaper. Newspapers. I said, My father in heaven. Father, is this how bad it is? I said, No, forgive the journalists. It's when men of God starts releasing press statements. Let me tell you something about this life. Eh? If you're a preacher, one thing you must never seek is popularity. If you seek it, you miss God. If you seek to be popular, you will miss God. You will. Not as if you might, you will. Reject popularity. When they want to make you king, say no, run away. That was what Jesus did. Follow your assignment, get used to persecution. A big church is not a sign that God is on your side. There are different ways to make congregation big. Ezekiel had a very big church and the Lord called him and said, Ezekiel, don't mind them. They don't believe a word. It's just that your voice is too sweet. When you are preaching, you rhyme. said, so Jehovah Shammah is going to make you hammer and you're going to buy a hammer. See, so that's what they come to hear. They like your suit. Oh, yes? You know, there are young women that go to the church because the pastor is handsome. They can't help you too. Say, man, that guy is fine. Say, let's go to church. Say, which church? That one. That one. No, but that pastor where they wear green suit and yellow trousers. No, this <laughs> that one. They will go to a church where the guy is clean, you know, some of point? Handsome guy. And he comes, you know, with the hair, you know, shining like this. And he comes to my Praise the Lord. The Lord began to speak to me this morning. They are not listening to what the Lord is saying. Say, check out accents. Say, Lord. Ah! I hope you made two of him because I must marry one. <laughs> <laughs> Young women are interesting. The Church fills up for all kinds of reasons. And that's the problem with we preachers. Because you know what you will preach and church will go down in number. And you know what you will preach like, to attract them. We know, I, I mean, <laughs> we, we, we know now. There are many people who are killing witches. They don't believe in witch killing. Yes. There are pastors who kill witches. Say today, every witch that is against you, we are going to kill every single one of them. You will say, witches die. They don't believe a word of it. They know you like it. Yeah. You say people like it so say, you will not show a special seed. To so bury them, Ambrose, <laughs> I've also you never do that kind of thing before. O- offering that day, you know, Christians are, are very funny. To collect money from from people, is not hard. So today's seed is to bury all your enemies. They will not. They will not read one scripture. Does the Babylon go down and not rise again. The scripture has no connection with money. At all. all. But we say, we are going to bury the enemy. Then look for one scripture. That when the king of Moab sacrificed his son, indignation rose against Israel, the people of God, the power of sacrifice. I know the church is full of children of God that know nothing. If you want them to be buried with concrete, it's one million. Yes. If you want your enemies not to be buried, to be cremated, you give him a piece of land. You know people, oh God, let me not talk. The degree of stupidity that the Lord is having to contend with amongst his people is frightening. The one that used to upset me is that you now see the person now say, Ah, Pastor Fanky, are you here? I'm like, I'll slap your face. <laughs> why are you doing like you know me? If you really know me, I won't find you in the they are giving such offerings. So today is a cremation offering. Amen. You know why? Because the enemies we killed last year. They rose again the after the special program. So this time I want to make sure that... Hear the word of the Lord, saints of God, children of God, ministers of the gospel. What you are doing in the words of one of our uh, 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 pastor friends is wickedness. And the Lord will soon hold you to account. We may be laughing now. The Lord is not laughing. He's even wondering, what are you saying? What is funny? He's not angry at what I'm saying. Can I can assure you of that. He said, but what is funny about it? He said, why are you all of you laughing? You should be crying. Because it's not funny. They do it. They take away people's hope. They take away people's faith. They confuse their spirits. And I will not keep silence much longer. That's what he said. Those who are supposed to be serving God are saving money. The Lord said, I will, listen, I will threaten them by force. All kinds of things people do just to gather the crowd and gather the offering. know what? The Lord of hosts is arising and he will judge every single one. He said they are the reason why there is Boko Haram. They are the reason why there is banditry. You can pray from now till tomorrow against banditry. The Lord cannot end banditry until he ends spiritual banditry. He can't. It will be out of order. Physically, people are being slaughtered. So have we slaughtered the souls of men. Many times we come to church to look for deliverance. What they get is greater bondage. There are some funny churches, they're all over town. People will be rejoicing in deliverance. I like, you call that deliverance? No. The Lord calls it bondage. I remember one man I met in Lagos. I've told this story many times, not really in a while. He used to go to one of these churches. One of those, you know, those glorified, uh, those wizard of Endor churches. Remember the man, a Ghanaian. In the middle of my NYC, I used to visit one of my friends who was teaching in the Bible school of one of those, <laughs> if it's now, their bros, found that place to walk, oh. this is the wrong place to walk. My friend was teaching in that, in that church, they had the Bible school. Yeah, he had a, uh, uh, degree in theology. So I used to stroll there in the evening to go and see him, stay in the quarters. So that man would drive in with his sharp ride. And we would look at the man and shake our heads. Say, the man loves this church. He will never do anything against the church. That is committed. Why? Because he felt he was in bondage, make a long story short, they prayed for him and he has been delivered. Um, you know the deliverance? He sleeps in that church every night. No, you don't get what, I, what I'm saying. It's like I pray for you, you were having problems, you couldn't sleep, you're having family issues, and the, your deliverance is that you will sleep here every night. Here. Yeah. No, I'm not exaggerating. I'm not exaggerating. The only difference is that they had their own premises, they had a big church. So it lies on the pew. You know what they call a pew? Many of you that grew up Pentecostal, you don't understand what they call pew. This is pew. You know this thing? This thing you are seeing here now, convert it to seats. So it comes with this duvet and what put it on the pew, and that's where I was sleeping every night. There was no night I went to my friend's book. I used to go there late in the day. Just evening stroll. It wasn't too far away from where I was staying. I was sitting in my hill driving, park his car, enter the church, and sleep. And I remember... I said, you call this deliverance? This is bondage. They just exchange you. Baalzebub Bob just exchanged you with Asht- uh, uh, what they call uh Ashtaroth? So Baalzebub said I don't chop and reach, chop the rest. And they say it's, it's the same, it's the same bondage. And people don't know that. Anyway, the Lord will scatter all those arrangements. But yeah. well, you know, I've been saying something. Let me say it again. I've been saying it for a long time. You'll be amazed. Go. Any Baba Lao his business, God won't touch him. You know what they call babalawo. Dibia. He stays there. He calls the name of his gods. You know what the Lord says? He's ignorant. He has not believed. Peradventure, light will shine upon him. He's not particularly angry with him. You know why? He's not confusing people. If you go to him, you want to go there. The ones he's angry with are the ones that put the name Jesus Christ as part of their operations and they want to project as if they are serving the true Jesus who died on the cross and rose again after burial on the third day yet they are lying those ones is coming after you know this is a wear suit one of things i have even noticed is that you can almost predict now i'm not saying i'm right i just this is just off you can almost predict How false a man is by how shiny his suit is. I said almost too. There are some good boys who wear shiny suit too. I suppose they wear shiny suit once in a while. I'm just talking. (laughs) No. People come to church to come and make merchandise of the name of Jesus, and he's tired. And he says, "I won't take it much longer." If I right now, I'm tired of it. If you mount the pulpit and call my name, speak the truth. If you lie, I come against you. I will hunt you down at home, on the wayside, in church, and my favorite place on the pulpit. I'll make you a liar publicly. I said something earlier. Let me repeat it again. The Lord is not taking them down silently. It's big crashes. They will hit the floor and scatter into a thousand pieces. People around them will step on their broken glass and get wounded. I tell my children all the time, if I was it this morning? I said, "The Jesus we are serving? Is it the one in the Bible? My children will answer you. they say no. They, they, don't worry. Don't be afraid. I know what I say. Is it Jesus in the Bible? They say no. Is it Jesus in Nazareth? <laughs> they say no. They say, which Jesus are we serving? They say, the one that's alive and with us today. That's how I answer the question. The Jesus we are serving is not the one you can close your Bible and you'll stay on the shelf. No? The Jesus of today, John, who used to lie in his bosom, saw him and fell down as if he was dead. The Lord has given me understanding recently, and I realized, you know, have you ever asked yourself before, why did Jesus not rise up publicly so that there will be no confusion as to whether he's dead or alive? Do you know, I finally got the answer over the last few days, over the last one month total. I think it was two days or yesterday that he finally I finally fully understood. Or maybe not fully, but I have much understanding. You know why he didn't? You know the reason? It's pointless. He could have done it. He could have risen up, climbed the cross again. And said, You thought I was dead. I ain't dead. I'm alive. And I'm alive forevermore, Hallelujah. You know why he didn't do it? It's pointless. You know when I finally understood? It was when I was reading. I don't know who led. Was it you? Where was I? Today's what? Tuesday? No, okay, it's not. No, it's not. Um, anyway, I was somewhere recently, and we were just reading the Bible. And uh, the first understanding I had, okay, was that they wouldn't even recognize him. That's where I was going. They wouldn't recognize him. They would dispute that it's not the same person. You will say, ah, but the disciples saw him and they recognized him. Why? They were disciples. The recognition of, this, of the resurrected Jesus is a spiritual thing. It's not the naked eye. If you did not know him in life, you couldn't recognize him. You say, but Saul, Saul didn't know who he was. He said, who are you? Jesus blinded him. said, this is your eye. I will not let you see clearly. First blinded him. Then revealed himself to him. And Paul said it when he pleased God to reveal his son, his revelation. And now understood why. That's why he didn't bother. So, the rest of it, if he just rise up, no. Jesus said, it only makes their sins worse. So, he rose up, went to those who knew him, and they were recognizing one after the other. Rabboni, Rabboni, teacher, my teacher, master, Lord. They were recognizing him. But those who did not know, they didn't know what happened. They know what was going on. You know what finally cleansed it for me? The story of um, Lazarus. That was what cleansed it for me. Is that how did he clean it? I'll tell you. So Lazarus was in Abraham's bosom. The rich man looked and said, please, I'm tormented here. Please, tell Lazarus to give me water. He said, that's not possible. I don't want to go into the detail of the story. He now said, please, can you send Lazarus to my brothers to warn them? And Abraham said, but they have Moses and the prophets. He said, no, if somebody were to rise up from the dead, they will believe. He said, no. If Listen, if they would not hear Moses... And the prophets, neither would they believe if one were to rise up from the dead. I said, that was why Jesus didn't bother. Do you get my point? You know, we used to think that if you just rise up, Jesus said, don't worry. If they didn't listen to John, they did not read Isaiah Malachi. They didn't read Moses and believed. Forget. Let's not make their sins worse. That was why he rose up and went to those who already believed. Talked with them for days, for weeks, and they had no problem receiving from him. And after that, he left and said, you go and convert them. They have, listen, they have to believe you. I can't talk to them directly. What am I saying? This is our Jesus is alive. He's not a historical figure. He's a present day figure. The world may not see him, but you know what? He's with us. He sees us. He knows us. And he's watching us every day. And I'm saying, in this season he's arising <laughs> and he's going to judge many things i believe i'm convinced that day that day you now i say there's a day yeah until that day people do all kinds of nonsense but when that day comes those who endured till that day in righteousness will start giving thanks and realizing that indeed the lord is faithful the lord is holy the lord is righteous For those who are preachers, please, let me say it to you again. You know, God said to Jeremiah, don't desire anything great for yourself. That thing there, take it as a preacher, especially. Just desire obedience to God. You don't need a great ministry. Because, you know, the judgment of what is great is with the Lord. You don't know what is great. On this earth, you don't know it. You don't know it. Like I was telling you about Ezekiel, the church of Ezekiel was very big. Now, in quotes, you know, I am just trying to use as a speaker of speech. Ezekiel had a lot of people following him. Did they believe? <laughs> you know the funny thing about Ezekiel and Jeremiah, you know, they were contemporaries, and they were the same. In fact, I used to quote Ezekiel for Jeremiah sometimes, I mix them up a lot of time. When they are they were both small boys, they are <laughs> they are both priesthood, obstinate, stubborn people. People that don't listen. Jeremiah preached and preached and preached. Nobody believed. Yeah, do you know Ezekiel, when he's coming to do church program, the place before, God had to call Ezekiel and say, don't mind them. <laughs> don't mind them. They just come to be entertained. They don't believe a word of what you are saying. What am I going to say? So, preachers, please, there's nothing like big ministry. There's nothing like big ministry. Do you know what we call big ministry now? I hope you know Paul did not have it. I hope you know Paul did not have what we, you and I call big ministry today. I hope you know Paul did not have it. I say, Pastor Mike, what do you mean? <laughs> if Nassau so, in I'm go and read the book of Philippians. I say, nobody ever sent me an offering apart from you people. Read it. Go and read it there. He didn't have it. He used to settle in one place, and he used to say something. I, 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 I didn't use to allow myself to settle where somebody else had preached the gospel. I go to new areas. If you read in between the lines, you see he didn't have what. Now nah, listen to me. I didn't say his ministry was not successful. He was. He was successful, but he was not big, the way we call big today. Let's bear that in mind. So please don't look for anything big for yourself. Just seek out to be faithful. God knows how he will use your work. You know, I keep on using this example all the time. This woman, Biddy Chambers, the wife of Oswald Chambers. Most of the world who have read Oswald Chambers don't know anything about his wife. The only reason why I knew about her was because, of course, since that time I now became interested, was because I, many years ago, you know, a friend of mine just moved to the United States. So I was using the opportunity to get things from America. You know, now I had a close person who could do things for me. So anytime I see something online, I call him. He will help me buy. And he will just keep it until he can send. So one day online, I saw the advert for the complete collection of his, of Oswald Chambers writings. And it came with a CD, which I could install on my computer. I say, it's a good CD with a particular software. Ah. And it was only $25. I said, ah to know God for $25. It's very good. It's, it's very cheap. So I called my guy. He bought it for me. So when the CD arrived, if you put the CD into your machine, he you play some videos. So in the video, I saw the interview of the, the Chamber, Oswald and the Chambers' daughter as a very old woman. She was being interviewed. And that's when she now told the story. I said, my God. And they said the woman could write faster than an average person could speak. She wrote 250 words a minute in shorthand. That's more than four words a second. So God used her to document all the revelations he had given to this young man, knowing that he was going to die early. At the age of 43, he was dead. But God said, no, 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 no. Everything I gave you, you will drop before you go. How do you drop it? There was no tape recorder just be preaching, and the woman will just write it. She wrote everything down. What I'm trying to say, she didn't have a great ministry. But it's been over a hundred years. She's still blessing the world. I hope you're getting my point. Listen, let God use you for what he wants to use you for. There's just one David Oyedepo. There are not two. You are not the second one. I hope you're getting my point. Yeah, boy is one. Enoch... What is that? Adejare, Adeboye It's one. You are not the second one. After all, the secondness you are looking for is is vanity. But you You want to be famous. You are not the second one. There's only one. There was only one. That one has done his own work. Or is doing his own work. You say, I want to be like him. Why? You can't want to be like him. You are not allowed. He's not Jesus Christ. Looking unto Jesus... The author and finisher of faith. That's it. You're not allowed to want to be like any other person. You learn from each person, take critical lessons from the life of each person. Some of the people I listened to the most in life, or I have listened to in life, I never wanted to be like them. But they spoke such words I collected. They spoke words I just collected. But I say, ah, one day I'll be great like this man in my mind. I don't want to look like him at all. You know the funny thing? Actually, personally, now this is me. This is Banky. I'm not saying okay, it's not like this. It's different. I'm just saying me. Okay? I don't like, you know, this ministry work. I don't like my face to be known. I like my voice to be known. If you ever see my face in a poster, I was they didn't ask me. They will go and download pictures I took 14 years ago. So when I show up, ah, people say, is this the man coming out to expect another one? Because they see I saw a picture of me 14 years ago. No, the internet does not forget. Yeah. Just go and pull, they just go to Google, type my name, anything that shows up. Just so they won't go and print another person's face one day. We will not get, you know, you <laughs> know, our guys, you just go and say that we have because that guy is from the area I grew up. Are you getting my point? <laughs> the Lord is good. No, I personally I just don't like. I like to be able to Walk around and what I enjoy is if somebody hears my voice and recognizes the voice, okay, it's fine. But the face, let this guy be able to live normally. I don't want bodyguards around me. I'm not saying if you have bodyguards, you have seen though. How many do you have? You don't have any? Okay, I thought maybe you're the one that kept, they are waiting that they don't. <laughs> I remember one man came to Nugu to preach one day. Now, so they preach, eh? also come. Come and stand here. The church did like this, so. That's what the bodyguard <laughs> I'm not joking. Like, like this. I okay, you go sit down. <laughs> the Lord will not confuse you like that. I said, for what now? I think we're, we're, we're feeling important as well. see the way I was close to you? That's how that guy was close to him throughout the message. And they brought the guy from Lagos. Over. Oh, yes. Most of like this. <laughs> my wife remembers. She was there. Two of us went there. I was looking at the guy. Is this Is a joke? <laughs> Personally, I don't want I just want to live normally. I hope, I hope you're getting my point. Now, I'm going to say something here. Yes, yeah, some of the very prominent that everybody knows... They bless. They bless me tremendously. I listen to them, but just don't want. And most importantly, God has carved each person to be like each person. I hope you're getting my point. Yes, so don't give yourself unnecessary pressures or headache. Now here at the age of 38, this bishop was already a bishop. In us, small small boys, have you seen them before? They have a congregation of 25 people. They open two branches of 55 five people each. <laughs> they consecrate themselves bishop. And we're feeling very important. May God deliver us from foolishness. Amen. I like one thing Pastor Siri said when we were in Sokoto. He said, people don't belong to you because you control them. He said, they belong to you because you serve them. It was a a particular principle. Some of the control methods we put in place to big, big ministries. He said it's not necessary. He said, Jesus said, those who are his own are those who can wash their feet. <laughs> I think I'm talking to some people. Some of you are looking like, oh, oh, it doesn't concern us, I know. But those who it concerns, they are hearing it. And they need to hear it, because many people are just confused. The Lord is good. I said the Lord is good. All the time. I took that digression we were trying to talk about faith and how faith is very lacking even amongst intercessors. What I wanted to start last time, which I didn't get to, let's see whether we can just do a bit of it today. Building our faith in the heart of intercessors. Let me just say something to us again quickly. Don't be afraid of anything that's standing up against Christ. There are those who are so afraid. You know, there was a time. You know communism? As a little boy, well, as a little boy, we used to read the communist propaganda around, all right? That's Russian propaganda. That's USSR. They distribute their leaflets. They wanted to take over Africa, of course. Then, you know, when I got to university, I was young, but they began to teach us about the last days. I still remember one of our brothers, Henry. He would sit us down and teach us about the last days of eschatology. There's no better way to scare a young boy than to teach him about the second coming of Christ and the Antichrist especially. Antichrist is scary to an average young person. yes. I don't, want to get dig- I don't want to digress now into talking about the mark of the beast and all of that. Please, let me just quickly say this. Some people know I've heard me say it before. Let's say it again. The mark of the beast is not technology. It's not the chip that they're going to plant to your right hand. Now, for your information, people have been talking about it for a long time that um, um, they're going to plant something. It didn't start with coronavirus. I hope you get my point. When I was in university, in case you don't know, I left university this September, I'll make it 30 years. 1991. So when I hear people making noise, I look, I say, where have people? We've been hearing these things for over 30 years. When I was in university, it was being preached. They would put something in your hand again, because the Bible said that right hand and forehead. People said, I said, let's hear what. I don't want to teach about that now. You can download my book or get a physical copy, The Mark of the Beast. It's not technology. Nobody is stamping anything on your head physically. I'm convinced of that. Nobody's putting any physical thing in your right hand. What I can assure you of, however, is that many people today, they have taken that mark, and they don't know. As of today, they've taken it. As of today that we are speaking, they have already taken the mark of the beast. As of today. I don't want to go into it now. I don't want to leave my uh, uh, this thing, my main message at all. As of today. And many of those who have taken it are still running away from it, though. They are, they won't take the vaccine. Meanwhile, they've taken the the real mark. Yeah, what I've told you is a matter of fact. All right, and let me quickly really add another one to before I get back to my message. The mark of the beast is not given to Christians. It's given to those who worship the beast. I don't know whether you're getting my point. Nobody's going to sneak it up on you. And say, ah, look that side first. look quickly, shoot mark in your right hand when you thought you came to vaccination, for vaccination, it's not true. You will first accept to worship the beast. And that mark will be a sign of what you worship. The mark is never given to people who openly worship the Lord, declare his name, and live according to their declaration. That alone means that they have taken the mark of Christ. I don't know whether you're getting my point. People think that they can just carry you where you're not looking. If you quickly put a mark in your hand, then you'll be going, Beast, now say, you are mine. Na lie. Na lie. What did I say? Na lie. Nah, lie. Go and read my book. I don't want to teach it now. But the mark is given to those who worship the beast. Is that okay? Just as an aside. So, just make sure you don't worship the beast. Some people say, yeah, I don't want to take the mark. Who are you worshipping? Many of those who don't want to take the mark, they are worshipping money daily. My money is their God. And they say, I don't want to take the mark of the beast. What nonsense. You have taken it. In fact, you are the one giving it. You are an instrument of distribution. Anyway, what was I saying? That's an aside. No, I could do a lot of aside. Have you noticed? <laughs> are you laughing at me? <laughs> okay. You <laughs> are still laughing now. <laughs> the Lord is good. So as I was young, they've used that, they've preached all those things. Now, this is where I'm going. Some of those who were teaching us when we were in school, somebody said something. So One of our brothers now said that um, the guy who was teaching, the main guy who was teaching, he's made a statement. As part of his teaching, his analysis showed that communism would take over the whole world. And he declared that America would become a communist country. Now, I'm trying to bring out something here. That's how powerful communism was. They instill fear in people. So the teaching I was there. I mean, we're teaching us. And this that's how the progression will happen. And the that time, the beast had to be Konstantin Chanenko, or Yuri Andropov, um Mikhail Gorbachev. Those are the rulers of him. Um, I've given three of the people that I wrote last before the thing collapsed under Mikhail Gorbachev. You know? When I was secondary school it was Konstantin Chanenko. You know? So those are the people that were the antichrist or the beast. Do you follow my point? They were so powerful. Those guys mastered America, nuclear warhead for nuclear warhead. They had everything, and they were formidable force. They created much of the problems in Africa. Angola was stopped when USSR collapsed. Yes, who was going to continue to pay? Um, what's name? What's name of the Angola guy? You guys don't know what's going on in Angola or oh, his name just, um, Jonas Savimbi. We was going to continue funding him. Once the thing collapsed, of course everybody has started negotiating. But that's how formidable communism was. Alright? Everybody was afraid of communism. When I was seven, uh, when I was in my house job, 92, I got a set of taste by um, Kenneth Copeland. And he gave a vision that he had, and he gave the vision, and gave his interpretation, and I disagreed with his interpretation, And guess what? I was right. Now, not because I'm more spiritual. He gave the vision in the 70s. I listened to it in 92. World events had made it more possible for me to interpret what was happening. In it, he saw a giant snake, which he knew represented communism, terrorizing everybody. Then the hand came down from heaven and chopped the snake to pieces. And then the head, which was the snake, the head of the snake, turned around, looked, and saw his body had been cut to pieces, and the whole body vanished. And he was surprised. Now, this was his own interpretation. That that chopping up represents an um, influx of evangelism, and that disappearance is the second coming of Christ, and Satan will be surprised when that happens. When I heard it, I said, no. This means that communism is ending. And you know what he saw was exactly what played out? USSR... I forgot how many states was in, uh, 15 states, all right? Many of the states you know today, they were USSR, the chief was Russia. All right? All them, Ukraine, Belarusia, that's Belarus, all of them, they were part of the the big, big thing, all right? So they were all there. And in one day, one day, they were fragmented. (laughs) In one day, they were fragmented back into the original states they used to be. The name USSR meant the Union of Soviet and Socialist Republics. Now, what I'm going to say is that the day the day came... I hope you hear what I said. Huh? The day the day came, boom, the thing ended. Do you know, the rest of the world, they were too shocked. Suddenly, all this you can't preach in Russia. It, it disappeared overnight. Nigerians packed money from me. I remember I went for a program and Bishop Walioke came, and they had just come back from Russia. I think it was that time, around that same time. And he was explaining to us how much money they spent, and he wanted us to know that every Kobo was taken from Nigeria. They went into Russia with evangelism. In one day, if you read God Smuggler by Bonadu, you get an idea of what they call the iron curtain. You could not take a Bible in those guys were satanic. They hated the concept of Bibles. Somebody say one day. one day. in One day. The doors were so wide open. People were all reading Bible from, every, from the sky, from the sea. Bible was showing up and they were collecting. Churches began to grow all over the place in one day. No matter how formidable they had appeared like. Listen. You know, I said something last time. You know, slavery was on for hundreds of years. That is, institutionalized slavery. And the season came. God said, it's enough. So no matter what it is that looks strong right now against the Lord Jesus Christ on the earth, it's just because the Lord has not yet brought forth that day. The day that day will come, you'll be surprised. Is this not Saudi Arabia where they say they could, people could... You will see crusades in their Astadia. And Saudis will gather to hear the gospel of Jesus. And CNN will be so baffled, they will have to cover it. You know CNN, they will never like to cover such things. But God will say, if you don't cover it, while I, I punish you. <laughs> God will determine if you don't cover it. And everybody will be surprised. Right now, people think it's not possible. This is the custodian of the Holy Spirit. God said, wait. The day, the day will come. In that day, I will do things that will shock all of you. You will see Grand caddies, You know what they call Grand Cadiz? There's rulers of Sharia courts and all of that. Sitting in the eminent seats in the crusade. Raising both hands in time for prayer. And going back to mosque and telling people, don't miss that meeting. And it will come to pass. No, yeah. oh, no, no. What are you saying, man? I've not said anything. Why are you saying, man? I've not said anything. <laughs> Let me say what I want to say will come to pass. The one I said, you misheard me. What I said before will come... Okay, let's use your amen. Everything I've said so far will come to pass. Amen. Say amen now. Amen. Don't be shy. Say the amen. amen. Now let me now say what I wanted to say. It will come to pass. Wait now. <laughs> okay, don't say amen the I say say amen, okay? Can I come to that agreement? Now, this is what will come to pass. Let me say it now. No, it will come to pass that the mosques that have been built we will not demolish one. We will convert every one of them to fellowship centers. Time to say amen. Buildings are built as far as God is concerned. Hagia Sophia was a cathedral and it was turned to a mosque in Istanbul, Turkey. Then they converted it back to, to neutralize everything to a museum. Then last year, they t- 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 turned it back again to a mosque. And people were shouting all over the world, eh, what kind of thing is this one? And I was looking, I said, what is wrong with these bishops? Oh, these are our popes and, uh, archbishops on Canterbury. I said, what is wrong with you people? Don't know the God that you are serving? You know the way where I am, eh, if I were the one, I will send them a congratulatory message. Yes. Why do you want to be, why do you want to behave like a victim? As if you are intimidated. I will laugh. In my mind. While you last enjoy it. That's what I'll just put you. I'll put a note there. Because if you come to pass, we enter that place and we will do teaching. If I'm suspecting, apostle, me and you will go there. I don't mean that one man, you. Me and you will go talking. We'll stand there and give the word of the Lord. This morning I'll be preaching from the book of Matthew chapter 5. Yeah, yeah. Everybody. In terms of four different dialects. Yeah. You know what? With our Lord is nothing. It's nothing. To accomplish this for him is as easy as him. Carrying you downtown here. Than hiring a hall. Which has no structure in the. Any... I hope I get my point. It's nothing. Do you know why? He's that powerful. He's that in control. He has that amount of power. He has that amount of power. When I see the way people, Christians behave, when they say, hey, Fulani the headsmen, you know, they equate it with Islamization. I like the way people will say, it, sir, that they have been scattered so they can be gathered. That why are they coming down so we can preach the gospel? Oh, for those who don't know, that's Pastor Solomon. He's the pastor of a outside church in Enugu, the one we talk about once in a while. And look at him there. Please, sir, can you let them say yes? Yes. And his wife is over here. Okay, he didn't come alone. He came, came with his wife. <laughs> Why the rest of us are running away, they are going inside there. Yeah. Why the rest of us are look at all these people from the north. They have entered the south. <laughs> Their own is that like, ah, welcome. Now I don't have to travel to preach to you. Welcome. You can't persecute me here. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. It is easier to reach you here. When other Christians are like, ah, no, no. They want to take over our land. They are not taking over your land. They are going to be born again. Amen. Say amen now. Amen. No, the, the, the Lord has whistled. You know when the Lord whistles, <laughs> everybody, come, come, come. That's what's happening right now. We are going to turn what looks like evil into good. Yeah. Yes, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. What people are afraid of? Every single bit of it will be turned to good. Yeah. Yes. You will see men who will say, I came here with an AK-47. Then I heard the gospel. And I met the Lord. And then now I'm on fire for Jesus Christ. Yeah. And such people will tell you that I'm not afraid of anything. Because I've seen all kinds of things. And then those of us who are comfortable will become ashamed of ourselves. Because you see people are on fire for the Lord. What am I saying? Do you know? I, I saw one video the other day. One man, he used to come from, I think, Chad or Nije. Comes to Nigeria. I think I have the video somewhere. If you heard this man preach, is that from Chad or from Niger. He takes a trip around Nigeria regularly. When this man would preach, some, he was talking to somebody on the road, and they were videoing him. He said, no, that, that the gospel is my business. But that's the business I do. This guy is not in Nigeria. This video was taken in those state. I will find the video. I have it somewhere. You no, know, We behave as if our, our God is tired. He's going to retire next year. He's 69. Retirement age in heaven is 70. He's a judge in Nigeria. <laughs> that's not the God we are serving no. Exodus chapter 15. Let's read that. Intercessors must bear this in mind. That's what I'm saying. We pray from this particular standpoint. Exodus chapter 15. I want all of us to read again. We read this last time and we should read it again. Because our God is a man of war. Well, he's not weak. Somebody say he's not weak. he's not weak. To even say he's strong is not even good enough. His name is strength. Let me put it like that. <laughs> he makes us strong. He's not weak at all. Exodus chapter 15. From verse 1. Now, all of us are going to read from verse 2. Are we ready? Now, I'll start from verse 1. When I get to 2. You join me. Then Moses and his sons of Israel sang this song to the Lord and said, I will sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. The horse and his rider he has held into the sea. Verse 2. Everybody. The Lord is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation. This is my God, and I will praise him. My Father's God, and I will extol him. Continue. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. Please wait. I like that one from New King James or King James Bible. What does it say if you have it? The Lord is a man of war. I love that. He's a man of what? War. He's a man of war. He's not afraid of battles. Do you get my point? He wins every battle. Every single one. Oh, and that's Jesus you are describing there. He's a man of war. You know, people make you look as like a man of peace. He has, he's a prince of peace, but he's a man of war. You know what that means when it's time to fight? You know, the slack. No darling. <laughs> if it is fight time, he's ready. It's whether you'll be on his side or not that will decide whether you are winning or you are losing. But he always wins. He's a man of war. He's a ma- No war ever goes against him. It's not possible. It's only if people refuse to do his will, he will give them over to defeat. But he personally cannot lose a battle. Impossible. He's a man of war. The Lord is his name. When Pharaoh tried him, listen, look at what happened, verse four. Let's go on. Pharaoh's chariots and his army he has cast into the sea, and the choices of his officers are drowned in the Red Sea. That's what he did to them. That's what he does. When you, like we say in Nigerian English, when you try him, that's what you experience. When Pharaoh's armies tried him, that's what happened to them. Remember Sinacherib? When he tries the Lord. Like I was saying last time, don't don't insult the Lord. Even if you're a thief, if you see any if maybe somebody carry money say offering, don't steal that one. You will last longer in your stealing business. Show respect. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't insult the Lord. So now Cherib opened his mouth and insulted the Lord, and the Lord took it personally. Say what nonsense. Say Isaiah and uh, said, yeah, is, is guy? don't worry." He won't even bring one soldier carrying a shield near this place. He won't fire an arrow at it. And one night, the Lord appeared and killed how many? 185,000 soldiers in one night. I don't think we have that number of bandits in Nigeria. Let's read some more. Go to verse 7. In the greatness of your excellence, you overthrew those who rise up against you. Did you see that? Which verse is that? Seven. 7. That's what the Lord does. Let's Look, let's back up from verse 6. 1 to, let's go. Your right hand, O Lord, is majestic in power. Your right hand, O Lord, shatters the enemy. And in verse 7. Let's do it again. Verse 7. And in the greatness of your excellence, you overthrow those who rise up against you. You send them forth, you send forth your burning anger, and it consumes them as chaff. Listen to that. He said, In the greatness of your excellence, you overthrow those who rise up against you. You send forth your burning anger, and it consumes them as chaff. I want you to understand that is the goal we are dealing with. Let me tell you something, believers. When you want to make decisions, Recognize that this is your God. Let me tell you something. One of my greatest fears in life—the thing that I'm afraid of—is eh, for Jesus to look and say, "Thank you," but I told you. Let me tell you the truth. I would rather die—that eh, lets it be a risk—that I died trying not to hear that, than to ever hear it. I don't know whether I get my point. I'm willing to leave my future carelessly. Leave it. And the Lord said, What happened? They said, I "I shouldn't worry about it. I'd rather that happen. Then I'm hungry and broke. Like they say, I'm broke, busted, and disgusted. Than to one day arrange money. I've finally amassed about 3.5 billion naira in investment and all of that. They now collapses and I'm now crying. And the Lord now comes comes and says, Bobanki, I told you. Hey! No, 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 no. It will enter my body in a bad way. Seriously. When God says, don't, be, don't have anxiety for tomorrow, I try my best to live like that. And I try my best. What will happen in 10 years time? I don't know. <laughs> people say that, <laughs> but you don't know where this country is coming to, let it kill us. Let it be that we died trusting the Lord. Yes, no, really, that's where I am. When I went to come to a new that time, people say, ah, you know this country, we don't know where it is going. That was 20, 20 years ago. They still don't know where it is going. That is the same people they don't know. They have never known where it is going. Is it the same way I have been following to make decisions for my life? My own. What I understood is that I must not make decisions out of fear. Fear must not rule my life. It's important. You know, the thing that displeases God the most—that's the Lord Jesus Christ—is that He says something, and you say He doesn't know what He says. Oh, it displeases him. It's better you didn't hear. You know, there's something I keep on telling people. It's better you didn't hear God than you heard him and then you say, No, you are wiser than this. That you now think you are wiser. It's better this is what you know when Jesus said you're either cold nor hot. He said that's how he prefers it. He prefers it. And I understand that. This is how the Lord wants it. Either don't come to church at all. Or come fully. Nobody come, come fully. When you come, your heart is open to the word of God. You swallow it, you obey it in every ramification. He considers it worse that you came in, you preach one word, you don't like this one, you take the one you want. It's called lukewarmness. He will personally throw you out. If a person says, when you worry, you are telling God he cares more about trees and animals than he does about his children. That you are maligning his name. That's what worries. So this is God, I'm not sure. Say he loves us. If not birds of the air, he can provide. If the flowers of the field, he can take care of them. But as for his children, we're not sure. There's a story I like to tell once in a while to illustrate this point. Ken Hagin was a prophet. I mean, a real prophet. I mean, I don't mean our. Prophet. You know what I'm talking about. I'm not no Did I mention anybody's name? If you, if you are hearing things, you look at this guy laughing. It didn't mention anybody's name. So why are you laughing? Kennedy Hagin was a real prophet. You know, one guy said something once. You know, we stumble into things on the net. Some people were talking about me on the net. <laughs> one guy said something that. That Pastor Banki preaches very well. He likes his preaching. The only thing he doesn't like about him is that he does not believe prophets he does not trust. Did you hear what I said? That he does not believe prophets that he does not trust. My brother. I wanted to call that. I wish I could say, oh boy, you, you believe prophets you don't trust? <laughs> that I don't believe prophets I don't trust. That I only trust a few prophets. I said, these boys, they don't read their Bible. They don't know that, that most of the prophets outside are false. You know, when you see them, they're all over town. Harvest of miracles. When I see your face, I prophesy. Nine out of ten, false. The number, there's one small boy in Enugu, very false. They drove him away from her. What is his name? Is it David Elijah or something? Yes. That guy is Babalau. Babalau. Dibia. And somebody say, I'm calling somebody false. I mean, let's sit down on that message. Here. There are false prophets. If you are not aware of it, they've already deceived you already. You see people going there, carrying their head about, deceived by prop, prophets call and say, I see death around you. Say so. Listen, they can say anything they like around you. Ask them what? So what? If they say, don't go out again, 30% no, let me not do anything with her online. <laughs> just 30% warn yourself. Oh. Don't warn yourself. Let me, I want to say worse things than that, but let's just leave it like that. Say, well, okay, you saw death around me, so. Say so you fast for seven days. Say, I'm not fasting in these seven days. Find me something that If You can't tell me the reason. Believe the death. You say around me. You know why it's around me? He can't do anything. Don't you see cockroaches around you? Have they killed you? Someone now prophesied. To the apostle, I saw spiders around you. Say hey, leave her now. <laughs> How is it worrying me? Why are you drinking Panadol for my headache? When they now, if they say, if they say, Apostle. I saw that around. He said, so. He said, stop chasing other people's wives. Is that not good? That kind of death should actually be chasing you so that I can repent. <laughs> but if you cannot tell me anything like that, please don't disturb myself. Point to me the evil I am doing against the Lord. That should make me afraid of death. They say, I, I see that around you. He said, hey, so what happened? He said, all the people, all people's money have been stealing. You will Collect contracts, you will never execute 1%, and you collect 80% of the money. Then that one is good vision. Yes. That is accurate vision. Any vision that does not bring the fear of God to you, but only brings fear, you know what I mean? Yes. Just fear. It's not of God, though. Just an aside. And we'll keep on dropping this in to help people. Now listen, Ken Higgins said that he was a real prophet. The Lord appeared to him, told him, Do this, do this. If you want to cast a demon from somebody, You do this one, the demon will go. He had that experience one day. He knew the man had an evil spirit. He cast out the evil spirit, and the evil spirit did not go. So he got confused. So the Lord appeared to him again and said, I said it will go. He said he pointed his finger at him like this, his finger almost touching his nose. I said it will go. And he foolishly, oh God, may you never argue with the Lord. He saw the Lord, but it did not go. The Lord said, I said it will go. He said, but it did not go. And the vision ended. He said, by that time, fire was jumping out of his eyes. The man thought he had reasons to argue. But the Lord said, I said it will go. And then the Lord offered no other explanation. He said, I said it will go. I don't want to say more than that. Even though he had a good reason, the demon didn't go. He said, The Lord has said I said to go. As far as God is was concerned, if you said it should go in my name, I told you to go, take it as done. I don't have enough time to de- develop that further. We must never make our God look like he's weak. When we hear of Islamic advance, we start peeing our trousers. We are the aggressors, so I hope you understand my point. We are the one carrying the kingdom. The gates of hell is trying to stop the advance of the kingdom. Anytime you see the church of God retreating, you know what it means? They were not advancing. I don't know. I hope what I said makes sense to you. If you see them retreating, it was because they refused to advance. So their enemies began to overrun them. Otherwise, we are the aggressors. Our God is a man of war. He doesn't lose battles as we worship the Lord, the man of war. Amen. Amen? Amen? All right, let's share the grace so that as we... Please, if you are coming today for the first time, this is Kingdom World Ministries. Thank you for coming here. We study the Word of God like this on Tuesdays and on Saturdays. And on Fridays, we have an interactive Bible study in which you can ask questions. You know, this one now, we have spoken, all you could do was listen, you know. And, but on Friday, you can put up your hand and say, hey, wait, wait, that's it, you you say, say it again. Or there was something the pastor said the other day, you know. You can ask questions that time and we can all discuss and, um, you know, get answers. And for those who are joining us from online, Fridays is streamed only on, um, on Mixed LR, all right? So, but even if you are joining on Mixed LR, you can type in your questions. Somebody's monitoring the questions and they will answer and they will read it out and to be answered here. Even your contributions, you can type them in. They'll be read out for everybody to hear. So please, if for our international audience, online audience, Join us on Friday, and those of us who are here also, what's t- 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 Tuesday, Tuesday, Saturday? Yeah. Tuesday, right? Okay, so we'll see you on Friday also. All right, as we depart from here, we'd we'll like to share the grace, and we'll do it together. If you have a copy of this magazine, if you don't know it by heart, open to page 11. That's how we share the grace. Are we ready? All right, thank you very much for joining us, those of you are online. The rest of us, can we share the grace in fellowship? Because of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, surely we have passed out of death and we have passed into life. We have passed out of darkness into the light of Christ. We have passed out from under the curse into the blessing. All things have passed away in our lives. We are now filled with the Spirit of Christ. We live above sin and walk above the devil because we are seated high above with Christ. This is our season of the demonstration of the Spirit and of the power of God. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Quickly bless two people beside you. Say this is your season. Bless another person. This is your season. The last one for yourself. This is my season. This is my season of the demonstration of the Spirit and of the power of God. In the name of. All right. Shout brethren. The word works. God bless you. See you on Friday.